Jesus gives here. So do, do you get it? When, he, when the lawyer is asking, who is my neighbor then, what he's implying is, yeah, so who is my neighbor that I can love? And on the other side, who is not my neighbor that I don't have to love? That's what he's really asking. The Jews had various ideas about the neighbor, but it was confined to their own people, fellow Israelites. So when they hear the word neighbor, it meant fellow Jews. Also, they automatically excluded sinners such as prostitutes, murderers, the Gentiles, the tax collectors, and all these types of people. They automatically say, oh, they are not the neighbors. They're obviously they are out. So the lawyer's presupposition and his contention was some of these Jews, some Jews, are non-neighbors. So where do you draw the line? Surely lepers cannot be our neighbor, can you? Surely tax collectors, yeah, they are Jewish, but they're traitors. They are not our neighbors, right? So who, where do you draw the line? What? How do you define your neighbor? Define your terms. Is by trade the expertise of the lawyers or the debaters, right? I mean, PJ is really good at that. He, he loves to define terms. That's what they're trained to do. And that's exactly what this lawyer is doing. Define your terms. Love your neighbor. Okay, Jesus, then who is my neighbor then? You got to define it for me. And instead of getting into a debate about the precise definition of neighbor, Jesus tells the audience an, an unexpected parable that blows everyone away. Now, here in this story, Jericho was lower in elevation than Jerusalem. So when people were going from Jerusalem to Jericho, they were actually going down, right? Um, and on their, uh, on their way, robbers were pretty common at that time along the road. It was not a smooth, like, you know, highway path or there were, like, uh, police uh, presence there or anything like that. And there were winding a lot of uh, roads, like twists and turns, and there were caves along the way. So it was really easy for the robbers, right, to hide themselves and jump. The travelers, especially the lone travelers. It's like, you know, that commercial, like, like a good neighbor, stay from is there kind of thing. No, it's, it doesn't happen. It, it's, it's not there. You're all on your own. So this person gets robbed and beaten half to death. And a priest and a Levite, religious leaders, coming down from Jerusalem, meaning they are not on their way to Jerusalem. So they were not on their way to perform their priestly or Levitical-like duties. Right? So it's almost like, uh, like a, a pastor not on their way to church on Sunday morning. Right? It's Sunday afternoon when everything is over, so you are going back home. Right? So likely, they would have time to spare, but they passed pass by. They saw him but they were not willing to help him and ignored him. 
and somewhat surprised by the inaction of the priest and the Levite, the listeners, that these are Jewish listeners, mind you, would expect a regular Israelite to show up in this what seemingly anti-clerical story. Because you hear, you see uh, a, a traveler that's beaten half to death. Priest comes. Oh, he doesn't do anything. Walks by. Levi comes along. He also passes him by and goes to the other side. The who's left? Obviously, when you talk about neighbor, the only neighbors that people could think of at the time were fellow Jews. So it had to be a reg uh, regular average Joe Israelite comes along, right? They probably thought, I get it. Jesus is picking on the religious leaders like before. He's done that before. So this average guy would walk by next and be the hero. But in a shocking twist, a Samaritan, a half-breed, comes and saves the day. The Samaritans, as we all know, were regarded ethnically and religiously impure people. They were a mix between uh, the, the Jewish uh, descendants and um, people that are from like uh, the other people, right? Uh, during the time when uh, <clears throat> Jerusalem, Jerusalem fell, um, you know, it's, uh, the Babylonians, Assyrians, they came and they just mixed people, right? So there were like the marriage between Jewish people and the, the Gentiles. And that's the, the, they're, they're, they're the Samaritans. So they are considered not pure, right? And they, you know, as we know from Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman, right, at the well, right, they worshiped God in their own mountain. They, didn't, they said, we don't have to go to Jerusalem. We worship God from here, right? So they had this wonky theology too, right? So they despised each other. So here's a picture of a half-breed of a man helping a half-dead man. They really didn't like each other. It's really hard for us to uh, imagine like the, the, the hatred that they had for each other. They, they just weren't really friendly at all. So even like uh, we, we were reading in uh, chapter 10 of Luke, but if you even go to chapter 9, the, uh, the chapter right before, right before this uh, chapter in verse 51, this is what happens. We have that. When... Do you guys have that passage? Yeah, so I read it. When the days drew near to, for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And when, he died, uh, when his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to uh, tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. So even there, right, the last week of, uh, I mean, it, it, as Jesus was heading towards, and his heart was set on facing Jerusalem, and the Samaritans didn't like that. Hey, 
Why do you always have to, why do you insist on uh, going to Jerusalem? You don't have to worship God in Jerusalem, right? You can just worship God here. Who cares? Right? And they did not receive him. Even though he did a lot of uh, good things among them. But still, there is the hostility, right? So, for you have to understand, in, in their mind, for the, the first century uh, Jewish people, it would have been much more acceptable if the Samaritan was the one who got beat up, or was in dire need, and there are three Israelites walk by, and this average Joe Jewish guy helps him. Because then the point is how a Jewish person should love anyone, even a Samaritan. But Jesus completely turns the table on them. And the despised Samaritan is the one who is helping the superior Jew. A noble, pure Jewish guy. And that Jesus goes into detail of what this despicable uh, Samaritan did to help this guy. And afterwards, so Jesus asks him, right? In verse 36, which of these, uh, these three do you think proved to, be a, proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And the lawyer said, the one who showed him mercy. He couldn't even bring himself to acknowledge that it was a Samaritan who showed mercy. So the guy, I can't believe I'm saying this, I, and I refuse to say, acknowledge that it is a Samaritan guy, but the one who showed mercy to him is the one who was a neighbor to him. The idea of a good Samaritan was an oxymoron the Jews. It's like, uh, depending on your political orientation, saying something like, a godly transgender Christian. Right? That's an oxymoron to some, some, some of us. For so, 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 so od uh, some others may, may say, well, a compassionate, uh, like a Christian who is wearing mega hat, red hat, right? Or something like that. It just can't, to, 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 depending on where you stand, these are the oxymorons. But that's exactly what Jesus is telling the, the audience. A good Samaritan. The lawyer wanted to know the boundaries of whom he could love. So by doing that, he was really wanted, what he was really asking, so uh, implicitly, he's asking, where are the boundaries? So, the people who are not my neighbor are not worth my, consider my, my consideration and time to be a neighbor to. Right. But here, the point is simply that our neighbor is anyone who needs us, anybody that we can help. So the question that we must answer is not, I repeat, not who is my neighbor? When we hear the, uh, the, the commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, the question that we are, uh, the question, asking the question, then who is my neighbor, is not the right question. Right. 
that we have to answer? Or who is the person that I should help or love? As I said before, that's the wrong question to ask. The real question then is, do I behave as a neighbor to somebody who is in need? Am I being a good neighbor? Am I being a person who loves other people? And there is a big difference. Because first, who is my neighbor? When you ask that, it's really, it's passive and it is exclusive. Because what you're really asking is, I want to know the boundaries. Then I will act. Once I know okay, who my neighbor is, then I will know, okay, okay, so they are my neighbors. So I'm going to then act on this. Whereas the second is proactive and self-examining. The question that we are to ask is, am I being a neighbor? Am I being a good neighbor right? to other people? It matters little who it is. Is my attitude that of a servant? And that is really the question, the real question that we are to ask when we hear this commandment. It did not matter who it was the Samaritan was helping. If he focused on who qualifies as, a, as his neighbor, he would not have helped this Jewish guy, right? Because according to his precise clear definition of who neighbor is, there's, oh, wait a minute, he's a Jew, Jewish guy, or he's not in my neighbor, uh, neighbor definition. I can walk by. But that's not what he did. Because he was a good neighbor, right? It did not matter who that person was. Even it meant somebody you would not agree with, whether politically, religiously, what have you. When there is a need, I am loving on that person. It's like me, uh, in my youth, like, I used to, you know, just kind of think about, so who do I want as my spouse? Right? Who do I want? And so I would just come with a list. Oh, you know, this woman of God and this, and she's got to be this and that. And I would come up with a list and a wish list, right, and just looking at who, who qualifies who among these ladies here that I can, you know, kind of make my move on? And, you know, so that was just my focus and my prayers. Like, who, who is, where, where is she, Lord? Where is this person I really want, right? But you see, after a while, God really made it clear to me that I've been asking the wrong question all my life. The real question I realized, come to realize, the real question that I should ask is that, hey, who qualifies as my potential mate, right? The real question that I should ask myself is, am I being the person that will truly love my spouse, right? The focus was on somebody else. But I realized, no, it's the wrong question to ask. The real question is, Am I really walking with God? If I want a, 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 woman, a, a woman of God, a woman who would pray, who would support the ministry and all these things, am I, am I walking with God myself? 
Am I being the, the right person for that person to consider me as her uh, husband? Am I really respectful? Am I loving? Am I being sacrificial? Am I serving? That is the real question. You see, by reversing the perspective, Jesus changes both the question and the answer. When the lawyer challenged him about the precise definition of a neighbor, Jesus is what, by telling this parable, what Jesus is saying is, son, your framing of issue is all wrong. You are asking a wrong question, my friend, because you are trying to figure out who is my neighbor and, by extension, who is not my neighbor. Right? It's not about defining definition, precise definition or boundaries but it's really about your attitude. It's about your heart. Are you really being a good neighbor? So when the guy asked him, challenged him with this particular question, Jesus, in a roundabout way, is telling, is answering, say, you've been asking a wrong question. Right? You have to change your perspective. You have to change your heart. So Jesus does not provide an answer as to whom one should help or love either, right? It's not the lack of precise definition, but love that's keeping him from obeying this commandment. Because he thought in, in the mind of lawyer who love your neighbor. So who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Right? But if he was really a person of love, that that's not the question that he would have asked in the first place. It wasn't the more information the lawyer needed, but a new heart, a transformed attitude and mindset. Jesus here points out, really, the neighbors may come in surprising places when we least expect it. And love is costly. Loving, one, uh, loving another person is hard work because we both have that selfish tendency. We want to be served rather than to serve. So it costs when we love someone. It costs us our time, resources, energy, and everything. True love is sacrificial. Genuine love does not come cheap. The Samaritan, who had nothing to gain, by this act of compassion, went out of his way to care for the man. He didn't hold anything back. He kept giving. And isn't that what Christ has done for us? He didn't simply talk about loving us from heaven, but he came down to, to this earth to give himself for sinners like us. While we are still rebelling and just insist, insisting on going our ways, didn't care uh, 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 anything about, about pleasing God or focusing on pleasing ourselves, he came and he sacrificed himself for us. It cost him his life, but he still offered himself as a sacrifice and a substitute for our sins. And now he's calling us to follow in his footsteps 
Who is my neighbor? Love your neighbor as yourself. Then who is my neighbor? Is a wrong question to ask. Brother, who can I be a loving neighbor to at the moment? Who needs my help? Am I being a good neighbor? That is the question we are to ask and answer to. Let's pray.